Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, my friends. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome back. This is episode number 230, and today we are discussing a secret to weight loss success that nobody talks about. Really, I think it's more of a requirement or a principle of weight loss success that a lot of people don't even think about, and it was perfectly kind of exemplified and encapsulated in a recent post inside my coaching group. So I want to start by reading that post. We'll pull some things out of that, and then we're going to get into all kinds of good stuff. And there's even kind of a big plot twist in the middle of this episode. So be sure to hang around for that because we're going to be kind of traveling in one direction. And then I'm going to say, wait a minute, it could also be something completely almost the opposite. Like, So just hang around. It's going to be worth your time. Here we go. Let's jump in with this post from one of my Inner Circle members. They said, I also need to find a better way to cope with the stress in the moment. It's been really tough with our schedule to be able to sit and relax for a few minutes when I'm feeling particularly run down. I know I need to find a way other than food or wine to put my nerves and brain at ease, but I haven't yet found that. I used to play piano, go for a walk, go to the gym, work in the garden, or play a game, but the time limitations on our days has really hampered all of that for me. I know the solution is slowing down, removing responsibilities, or at least prioritizing and delegating. I'm just having trouble doing that at the moment. I'm having so much trouble staying motivated. I think part of this is because I can't visualize what a healthier me would even look like or do differently. I've never been average in size, and I'm so busy in life right now that I can't seem to imagine having the time to do something more than what I'm already doing. What does living life look like? When I'm already jam-packed with life and just want to sit down and watch a movie on the couch without having to serve another human being or feel guilty for not working on whatever the next project is. I think I also fear the idea of having to be mindful of my food all the time. It's just too much information to be thinking about all the time. I want to be able to have a long day, grab a glass of wine and some popcorn and sit on the couch without thinking too hard about those choices. Now, this is an absolutely incredible post. And and I could honestly do five podcast episodes from what was shared in what I just read. We could go so many different directions. But today we're going to focus on one primary theme. So before we move forward, I just want to repeat a few statements from what this person shared because I believe it reveals this overall theme. So here we go. Really tough with our schedule. Time limitations. The solution is slowing down. I'm so busy in life. I'm already jam-packed with life and just want to sit down and watch a movie. These statements give us our theme. And whether we realize it or not, they reveal the secret. It may not be the secret to losing weight because you guys know if you've been listening to this podcast, there really isn't just one thing or one secret. But it definitely is a secret. It's a vital principle that a lot of people totally miss. So what is this, quote unquote, secret to weight loss success that nobody really talks about? 
What's this requirement that very few people think about? Margin. Now, what do I mean by margin? Some of you, wait a minute, you may be thinking, did he just say margarine? Is he telling me I should eat butter? I should eat margarine instead of butter? Is that the secret? So, Corey, I should eat margarine, not butter. No, 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 not margarine. <laughs> not, not margarine. Margin. M-A-R-G-I-N. What do I mean by margin? Well, to put it very simply, having space. Having at least some time, space, and energy free and available so that you can do what is needed to accomplish your goals. Let's be honest. We live in such a crazy, hectic, busy world, don't we? And I believe we have this unique, almost bizarre relationship with the busyness. It actually might be better viewed, I mean, I think it's really, truly kind of an addiction. It's like being busy has become our new drug. We want it, yet we hate it. If we're super busy and often super stressed, all we want to do is not be so busy. But when we're not busy, it just feels so weird and we can only take so much of it, so we do something else to create more busyness, which is what we just so desperately wanted to escape. <laughs> A member of my coaching group recently nailed this when she said, I want to be productive or be worried about being productive if I'm resting. I've always been surrounded with chaos of children, and if there's quiet or a long time, I actually choose to fill it with something. For many of us, being busy makes us feel productive, right? It makes us feel worthy. It might even, in a way, give us meaning. We need it, but we hate it. <laughs> All we want is to not be so busy, yet for some people, as soon as they're not busy, they start to feel really uncomfortable. Why? Well, I'm sure a great psychologist could give you a much better answer, but I believe it's because we have a hard time with space. As much as we truly need margin in order to live a truly fulfilling, happy, joyous life, we've lost the ability to tolerate being still. Right now, if I just pause and I don't say anything, That was barely five seconds. And some of you might have been totally spazzing out. Like, what happened? Did it stop? Where did Corey go? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's quiet. And, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> We've lost the ability to tolerate being still, being quiet. We don't know how to rest. We'd rather be burnt out, frazzled, and stressed than relaxed, rested, and at peace. Why? Because when we're quiet... When we're not busy and distracted, then suddenly it's just you and you. And stuff starts to bubble up. Worries, fears, regrets. And all of those emotions that we've just been shoving down, refusing to process, burying underneath a bunch of busyness, accomplishments, and probably food and maybe wine. Now, please understand. If I'm pointing any fingers here, then I might be pointing one at you, but I'm definitely pointing like three or four right back at me. I often experience this myself. I experience it late at night. Fortunately, I don't have trouble falling asleep, but even in the few minutes that it takes to fall asleep, when there's nothing else going on, there's no other inputs that are happening. I'm not reading or watching TV or staring at a computer screen. There's no outputs. I'm not writing or writing an article or creating a podcast episode. None of that. When, when everything's quiet and it's just me and me and the quiet, still moment, my mind, oftentimes late at night, goes to my mom. For those of you who've been listening to this podcast for quite some time, 
you probably know, you may know, about mm, not quite two years ago, my mother passed very unexpectedly. And I had a very wonderful, very, I had a very wonderful mother and a very wonderful, very close relationship with my mother. And like I said, she was here and then boom, just like that, she was gone. And when that happens, <laughs> the aftermath is, at least for me, just processing things, trying to work through all of the different things that were wonderful and the things that you're so happy about and then the things that you might have wished you had done differently or wish you had said differently. And I can hear my mother. I know she would be so unhappy with me. She would be so, Corey, stop that. Like, don't you dare have any regrets, you know? But that's where my mind goes when I get still. And if I had to guess, when you get still and when it's quiet, your mind goes somewhere too. <sighs> but th here's the thing. I don't think we avoid having margin just because being still and quiet and not busy feels uncomfortable. That certainly can be a part of it. That can be a big part of it. But we also live in a culture that has idolized being busy. Think about it. People literally brag about the hustle and the grind. Nobody grinds harder than me. Time to rise and grind, not rise and shine. No, 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 no. Shine sounds way too fun and easy. We've got to grind. And there are multiple hit songs about hustling from Jay-Z to Rick Ross and all kinds of different people. Every day I'm hustling. Every day everybody is either hustling or feels like they should be hustling. We always want to cram more in, but we're rarely willing to eliminate. We have a hard time saying no. We have a hard time saying not anymore. If this is you, please understand, like I said, I'm not judging you. Not at all. I've struggled with this in the past, and I have elements of this in me now. I'm not judging you. But if you want to lose weight and improve your health, then please don't miss this undeniable fact. You cannot fit 10 ounces into an 8-ounce glass. If your life and schedule is already slammed full, then trying to add weight loss on top of everything else is probably just a big, fat failure waiting to happen. And if we try this approach over and over again, then failure becomes ingrained and we start to believe we can't do it and we can't lose weight. It's just too hard. I'm not disciplined enough. I don't have enough willpower. I mean, it's, God, it's just so overwhelming. I don't want to have to think about this stuff all the time. Well, of course you don't because you're so busy thinking about other things all the time because you're so busy in general. Now, maybe none of those things are true. <laughs> maybe, maybe you just didn't have enough time and energy available to actually do it. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe it's not that you're, that you don't have enough willpower. Maybe it's not that you're not disciplined enough. Maybe all those stories you're telling yourself, maybe they're not true. Maybe you genuinely just don't have the margin, the space. You don't have enough time and energy available to actually do what it takes to lose weight because losing weight and becoming healthier it's like anything else in life. It requires something of you. It requires time and energy and effort and commitment. And the fact of the matter is, you cannot maximize two variables. Isn't it funny the things that we remember and don't remember from school? <laughs> like, like, I was, I guess I was okay at math. I don't know, probably I made A's and B's, but I was certainly not like some math prodigy. But I remember this concept from some version of math. I don't know, trig, calculus algebra, something. This concept that you can't maximize two variables. 
as one thing goes up, the other naturally has to come down. We can't, we can't get two things, the absolute most, out of two completely separate things. As one thing goes up, the other naturally has to come down. And nothing is more true for us when it comes to life. We have finite time. There are only 24 hours in each day. Yes, you can plan ahead, schedule ahead, and implement all sorts of time management, but you still only have 24 hours available to you. As you spend more time on one thing, aha, you have less time available to spend on another thing. <laughs> Hopefully, this begins to make sense when we think about it in relation to time. But it's also very true when it comes to other resources, stuff that we don't think about, stuff like our physical energy. Oh, well, I'll just drink some more coffee. Well, you're just burning your nervous system up. <laughs> and You're just creating more and more and more of a tolerance to caffeine. And then if you consume more and more and more caffeine, for some people, that can really cause tremendous anxiety. So there's these other resources, physical energy, mental energy, the things we don't think about. Maybe you don't think you have enough willpower to lose weight, but in reality, your willpower tank is running on empty because you're so emotionally and physically drained because you've been living life with zero margin for way too long. Every day you wake up and try to figure out how to cram 10 ounces into your 8-ounce life, and it is exhausting. You can't maximize two variables, my friend, period. It's just how it is. Yet we try to maximize 37 different variables all at the same time. Raising kids, making sure they have every opportunity available to them. Soccer practice, gymnastics, piano lessons, guitar lessons, baseball, softball, and basketball. Trying to have a great marriage, or if we're not married, maybe just trying to find a great partner and someone we can be happy with. Forging ahead in our career, doing the extra work, getting an advanced degree while we're also working, also raising kids, staying late at work, taking on new projects, accepting the big promotion even though we know it's a ton more work. And then we just reason out, well, you know, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out as I go. And then we're trying to manage our finances, trying to keep a budget, trying to not go in debt, or maybe just trying to not go further into debt, making investments, planning for the kids' college, trying to maintain a social life amongst all this and not become a hermit or a workaholic, maintaining not only a social life, but for some of us, a social media life, being sure to document everything and get pictures and get videos to get the best angle and wear the right clothes and do the kids party right and have the right decorations and edit the picture so they look Instagram ready and Instagram worthy. And maybe there are some hobbies <laughs> that you attempt to squeeze in there from time to time that you actually enjoy. And for some, there's church. And they're leading a class or a group there, or maybe it's a community service and volunteer activities. And amongst all of this, we're trying to keep our head above water and manage our own mental health. But good grief, you've been so busy. You've had to cancel your last three appointments with your therapist. So you, you know what? You just bought that new Brene Brown book that honestly you won't read because you normally like to read at night. And let's get real. You'd rather drink wine and binge a few episodes of your favorite TV show while snacking on something sweet, salty, or crunchy. Can I get an amen? <laughs> and then, and then we genuinely wonder why we struggle to lose weight. If your life is anything like what I just described, is it really any wonder? And I didn't even get into probably half the things that you experienced. I didn't even talk about travel or traveling for work or planning vacations or any of those things. You can't maximize two variables, much less 37 variables. I started this episode by reading a comment from one of the members of my coaching group. This person was and is obviously overwhelmed. Now, here's the part I left out. 
as I was coaching them and we were discussing things, I realized they shared. They are in the final stages, the most intense part of completing their PhD. <laughs> and they're raising kids. And they're trying to do all the other life stuff. And guess what? They're trying to lose weight too. Are you kidding me? No wonder they feel totally overwhelmed, just like they're drowning. Because they are. They're trying to squeeze 10 ounces into an 8-ounce jar. Amongst all the craziness, they still had the awareness to, to see it and actually find the solution. They said, I know the solution is slowing down, removing responsibilities, or at least prioritizing and delegating. I'm just having trouble doing that at the moment. Well, of course you are. Exactly. Some variable, some area or areas of their life must slow down or be temporarily set aside while they prioritize the one most important variable right now, and that is finishing their PhD. And I'm not saying their kids aren't the most important. I'm not saying that. I'm just right now in their life, the most important thing, as long as their family's taken care of, is finishing their PhD. If they don't do this, then they'll just continue to be stressed, burn out, and ingrain the belief that they'll struggle with losing weight and struggle to be successful. They have to choose which variable to maximize and which things to minimize or set aside. Now, we're at the point of this episode where there is dun, 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 a plot twist. Are you ready for the plot twist? What I just shared, so <laughs> what I just shared and feel so passionately about, I think I shared it passionately. This isn't true for everyone. What I've just described is one example of how someone's life and brain might work, but it's not everyone. There's a double edge, a different side to this. And it all really depends on your personality and how your brain works. One personality type will try to plow forward into weight loss while having zero margin. And that is essentially what I've just described. And maybe the person doesn't even realize they don't have that much margin or they don't realize that a time in life is coming when they're not going to have margin. That's what we've just covered. But another personality type will put off and put off and put off and delay and delay and delay getting started pursuing their health and weight loss goals because they don't have enough time. Which, based on everything I just shared, this sounds like the best decision, right? It's like, yeah, Corey, you just said if you don't have enough time, if you don't have enough margin, then you're just going, you're killing yourself for no reason. You're, you're trying to fit 10 ounces into an 8-ounce jar. That's what you just told me, Corey. Now you're going back on that. Here's the thing. If we dig a little deeper, there could be some other underlying issues based off the person's personality type and how their brain works. There's kind of two ways, there's two underlying issues, two ways that this can manifest. First, it's the universal villain, the dream killer, the goal hijacker that I discuss all of the time on this podcast. It's all or nothing. Some people might be so stuck in all or nothing and perfectionism that in their mind, they're just waiting for the quote unquote right time to get started. And guess what? The time will never be right because right means perfect. When you are stuck and deeply entrenched in all or nothing and perfectionism, right, anytime you hear the word right, right, often, typically, most of the time means perfect. And perfect might exist for a brief moment, but it never lasts. There will always be a reason to delay, to wait, to put off getting started. And even if this type of person, even if they begin the process, there's a really good chance that something will pop up to keep them from getting started or cause them to abort their weight loss program within the first few days or maybe the first week or two. 
Because remember, an underlying belief for this type of person, even though they probably don't realize it, this underlying belief is that if I'm going to do this, then I'm really going to do it. I'm going to do it right. And what does right mean? Perfect. I'm going to do it right or I'm not going to do it at all. It's got to be right. And that means perfect. And perfect doesn't exist, or at least not for long. So sadly, this person is doomed to never actually making any significant progress or achieving their goal, at least not until they take steps to overcome all or nothing imperfectionism. So this is the first way that we can kind of distort things and use margin and the concept of margin and needing time and margin. This is the first way that we can kind of distort it and use it in an unhealthy and unhelpful way. The second approach, the second way that it is a bit more personal, it's when someone might intentionally keep themselves busy so they don't have to address something they'd rather not do. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I used to see this with my roommates in college. <laughs> I would come back to my apartment and like the whole apartment was just super clean. And then they were like in a one of the rooms vacuuming and everything had been dusted and cleaned. And it, you know, had that smell of like, you know, some fresh lemon scented cleaner and they're just going at it. And I'm like, at first I didn't know what was going on. Like, wow, I guess they just really wanted to clean the apartment. And then I realized, oh, anytime they do this, it's because they have a big exam that there's, they need to be studying for and they're, they're doing anything to delay it. They would rather clean the apartment than study for their exam. So this scenario that I'm talking about is basically the same thing. We can busy ourselves with all sorts of stuff, but there's one thing in particular that's exceptionally tempting. It's when we busy ourselves with taking care of others, with doing things that seem selfless and honorable. Recently, this has popped up quite a bit in my coaching group also. One person said, it has been easier to take care of everyone than it is to take care of me. And then someone read that and they followed up and said, oh my gosh, I really connect with what you said. In some ways for me, I think it protects me from facing my own failure of not living up to my expectations. It's so much easier for me to avoid it by focusing on others. And someone else, when we were getting into some really deep thought-provoking coaching, they said, you know, it's hard for me to understand me and I'd rather not put in the work. I'd rather work on something or someone else. Oh, such truth in all of those. I like to call this the noble excuse. Deep down, we might feel like we're failing at taking care of ourselves and we want to escape or numb that feeling of failure. So we pour our time and energy into other stuff. We try to ignore the hurt, the emotional pain, the disappointment by pouring ourselves into taking care of everyone and everything other than us, other than ourselves. Maybe it's work. We pour ourselves into our work and our career. Maybe it's family and kids. We pour ourselves into our kids and totally neglect ourselves in the process, all the while convincing ourselves that it's a good and noble thing because we choose to see it as sacrifice for the sake of our family and our children. But here's the problem. If it is indeed what I just described, basically a way for us to avoid our feeling of failure and disappointment, then it's not noble or sacrificial. If we get really honest about it, it's selfish. I mean, here's the thing. If it's truly what I explained, 
our way out of dealing with our own stuff and our own health, then it may look like we're doing things for others, but really we're doing it to make ourselves feel better, to numb or escape what's going on inside. I realize this might seem controversial, and I'm certainly, again, not pointing fingers. I don't know you personally, and I would never declare that this is what you're doing. But if you've connected with what those people shared, then it might be worth thinking about and exploring. And then here's possibly the worst part about this noble excuse mentality. It comes packaged with a big, fat, self-defeating lie, and we totally miss it. The lie says this. You can't take care of yourself and others at the same time. It's an either-or type of thing. Take care of yourself or take care of your family and kids. But you can't do both. That's the lie that we unknowingly swallow. The truth, on the other hand, the truth is that we can take care of ourselves and care for our children and family at the same time. Both can happen. Only if we're not using our kids or family as a distraction. Otherwise, if we're doing that, then we fall back into that old thought process. We fall back into that lie of, I can't do both things. (sighs) Okay, my goodness, we've covered a lot, right? (laughs) From the addiction to being busy to maximizing variables, whatever that means, Corey, you brewing up high school math stuff to perfectionism and all or nothing, shocker there, right? And then what might have offended everyone, the thing that I call the noble excuse. Now, all that's great, and maybe it was helpful, and maybe you had some eye-opening moments, but what are we going to do about it, right? Like, what will help you move forward in a positive direction? Well, as I like to do sometimes as we wrap these episodes up, I want to give you some very specific questions to ponder, to think about, to really maybe explore and I truly believe if you'll do this, that's the key. That's the key. You got to actually do it. So if you're a note taker, open up the notes section of your phone, maybe grab a pen and a piece of paper and write these down and think through them. Actually do it because doing get results. Listening is great. Listening can be wonderful. And I'm so happy you listen. I'm so happy you're here. But I want you to take the next step and get results. So go through these questions. You ready? Here we go. Question number one, do you lack margin? Do you have enough space available to pursue your goals? And since this is the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, (laughs) and we're talking about weight loss and health, do you have enough space available, enough space and time and energy available to pursue your weight loss goals? And if the answer is no, if the answer is yes, well then go for it. Great. That's the only question you need. You've got the space. You've got the margin. Go for it. If the answer is no, no, Corey, I don't have enough space. I don't have enough margin. Then ask the following questions. Might I be falling victim to the other side of this problem, to the other edge, the double edge of this problem? Am I an all or nothing perfectionist type of person? Might I be putting off getting started because I just keep waiting for the right time, which is really the perfect time, which will really never come? Or am I possibly using the noble excuse and I'm taking care of everyone and everything else so it feels like I have no time for myself, but in reality, if I get super crazy self-honest, it's just a distraction to keep me from having to deal with my own stuff. 
in my own health? Now, based on how you answer those questions, then you can move on to question number three, the last question. What do I need to do to move forward in a positive direction? Do I truly have no margin? And I just need to clear out some space in my life so that I have the time and energy available to pursue my goals? Or do I need to recognize and work on overcoming all or nothing so that I can stop waiting on the perfect time and just actually get freaking started? Or might I need to embrace a new truth that it is 100% possible to take care of myself and my family and kids and work and other responsibilities. It is not an either or type of thing. I can do both and we'll start learning that skill. So those are your questions, guys. Maybe rewind if you want to, listen to them again, write them down. I hope you'll go through. I hope this has been helpful. I hope you'll share it with someone, maybe via text or social media, share this episode. And then I hope that maybe two or three of you might even discuss it. That's something that Allie and I uh, really love to do on Sunday. So we, we, we attend church regularly. And Allie is my wife, by the way, in case any of you don't know. And so when we leave church, sometime within the first hour or two hours after church, while the message is fresh on our mind, we'll always say, hey, any thoughts about today's message? Or what do you think about this? And then we always have, sometimes it's a short discussion. Sometimes it's four or five minutes. Sometimes it turns into a much bigger, longer discussion. And it's always amazing to me how much more we get out of that teaching, out of that message, out of that sermon when we take the time to discuss it. It's amazing. It can be really, really insightful and helpful. Now, I'm not trying to say that these that my podcast episodes are as powerful as a sermon or a Sunday morning message. I'm not saying that, but I do think that you can draw out extra insight and it can be incredibly helpful if you'll partner up with one or two other people and go, hey, let's talk about this. Let's discuss some of these things. Or what did you think about, hey, that crazy Corey guy? I sent you his episode. What did you think about that? Did anything pop out to you? That could be so incredibly helpful. So I hope you'll do that. I hope you'll share it with someone. I hope the two or three of you might even discuss it. And I hope that you always remember and never forget that there's so much more to you than just the number. So don't let the scales crawl up in your head and dictate your emotions or dominate your headspace. No, no, no. You're so much more than that. And losing weight is incredible. I love helping people do it, but losing weight is all about gaining life and living the life that you've always wanted. And I believe in you 100%. Even if you don't believe in yourself, it's okay. You can borrow my belief in the meantime. You keep coming back. I'll keep working on you, and we will get you there. Take care, my friends. Thank you so much for your time. God bless. Bye-bye.